Join with me for the next few minutes as I leave with you a message that the Lord has laid in my heart. Today I would like to continue with our mini-series on exposing certain false gospels. Today I want to expose what I'm calling the false cheap grace gospel. It's interesting that the Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 the following, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? You may be asking, what is the cheap grace gospel? Where was the words cheap grace first originate? I've discovered that a preacher called Dietrich Bonhoeffer in a book entitled The Cost of True Discipleship sought to contrast cheap grace and costly grace. He described cheap grace as forgiveness without repentance, as baptism without church discipline, as communion without confession. He described cheap grace as a grace without discipleship, a grace without the cross, a grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. Now, if that definition is true, and I believe that it is, then I have to tell you that the followers and the preachers of a cheap grace gospel are fundamentally flawed. And they're fundamentally flawed because they do not understand the good news of the gospel of the person and work of Jesus Christ as revealed in the Bible. And even though they use the language that We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, as revealed in the scriptures alone. I challenge them because they do not understand the gospel. Let me explain. I believe that followers and preachers of this cheap grace gospel are fundamentally flawed in three particular areas. First of all, they're fundamentally flawed when it comes to the Lordship of Christ. Someone has rightly said, if Jesus Christ is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all. Followers of cheap grace gospel believe that it's possible for an individual to receive Jesus Christ as their saviour. That is, the blood is applied because they've prayed a prayer and they've got the passport and the ticket for heaven. The, The penalty of sin is dealt with, but that individual person has no intention of receiving or living under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And people are told you can have Jesus as your Savior. You can live with him as your Savior for 20 years or more. And if some stage in the future you desire, even after a 20-year period, to make him Lord of your life, you can. But it's not necessary for salvation. That's a lie. That's wrong. In fact, it's heretical. Because it's dividing Christ. 
And you cannot have Jesus as your Savior if you do not receive Jesus Christ as Lord. The Philippian jailer was told by the Apostle Paul, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And I want to tell you, you can't have a divided Savior. You can't have Jesus as Savior and then sometime in the future decide to make him your Lord. As I've said, if he's not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. So there's the first thing that's fundamentally wrong with this um, cheap grace gospel. The, the second thing that's fundamentally wrong with the cheap grace gospel is this. It's got a faulty view of repentance. It tells an individual you can have forgiveness of sins without repentance. You see, that's what the Apostle Paul was dealing with. There was people in his day who said, we profess faith in Christ. He's our saviour. But let's continue in sin. Let's, in fact, embrace sin because it will magnify and highlight the wonder of the grace of God. And Paul asked the question, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What's his answer? God forbid. You see, repentance, remember, is the soul's divorce from sin. It's sorry enough to quit. It's a turning away from sin. It's a change of mind. It's a change of heart. It's a, a change of lifestyle. If any man be in Christ, the Bible says, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, and all things have become new, and all things are of God. True biblical repentance was called for by the Lord Jesus. In fact, he said on one occasion, except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. What did he mean? He, he meant um, stop sinning in a willful and in a, a repetitive way. And I would urge you to ponder this truth. Look up the Shorter Catechism's definition of what true and genuine repentance is and seek to apply that as far as your life is concerned. But you cannot have forgiveness without genuine biblical repentance. And that's the second fundamental flaw in the cheap grace gospel. The third fundamental flaw is this. It has to do with the doctrine of sanctification. It has to do with the biblical call for a life of holiness. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You see, if you're brought into a right relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ, and you've received him as your Lord and Savior, you will want to live for the Lord Jesus. You'll want to live by the law of love. You see, the law of God, the Ten Commandments, reflects the holy character of God. And the law of God shows us our sin, all that God forbids, all that God requires. And the child of God, not perfectly, but will purposefully and deliberately strive to live that kind of life before the Lord. He is very conscious that without faith it is impossible to please him. He knows that he that cometh to God um, must uh, believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And, and we're called to a life of loving obedience. Uh, and we do it. Uh, live for Christ and be loyal to him out of love for him. What these followers and preachers of cheap grace, they tell us that a life of loving obedience is not uh, the evidence of a true justification. But if you're truly justified by the grace of God through faith in Christ, you, of course, will then want to 
enjoy an experience of true sanctification. And that will be the desire, and that will be the bent, and that will be the mindset of your heart and life. Because that Ten Commandments, as we talk about, reveals to us the very character and nature of our God. It reflects that. And and for anyone to say that you, you don't need holiness flies in contradiction uh, to the Scriptures because a, a sanctified life, a holy life, is the evidence of the grace of God that has brought about a tremendous change in the life of the individual. So I say today to those who promote this cheap grace, it's fundamentally flawed for these three reasons. You've left out the Lordship of Christ. You're not preaching and promoting a true and genuine repentance. And you forgot about the subject of biblical holiness. And of course, the Bible tells us that this is the will of God, even your sanctification. It's the will of God that we live a holy life. We're called unto holiness unto the Lord. That's not the ground of our salvation. That's the evidence. And without the evidence, you won't have assurance. And other people, of course, will not have assurance if you're living willfully and engaging in sin in the eyes of the world. So I commend this thought to you at this time. Thank you again for listening. And I pray that you'll be guided aright as we use the scriptures of truth to to expose what is erroneous and embrace what is true. Buy the truth, the Bible says, and sell it not. Buy the truth in this regard and understand the fundamental flaws of this cheap grace gospel. Thank you for listening.